cyclones over Mozambique. We routinely see 500 uh, to 600 millimetres of rain per day with this system. Forecasting for civil aviation. We're looking at real-time data, we're looking at observations on the ground, observations from aircraft. And the chilling nature of freezing rain. These supercool droplets will instantly freeze on impacts with sub-zero roads, power lines and anything else that isn't covered. It's Friday the 12th of February and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and this is Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Cyclone Day in March 2019 was one of the worst tropical cyclones to impact East Africa. Making landfall over Mozambique, the associated wind damage and severe flooding resulted in more than a thousand people losing their lives. At this time of year, the Indian Ocean is a breeding ground for these powerful storms. To tell us more, here's Deputy Chief Forecaster, Tony Wardle. Close to that area, we have all the prime ingredients that we need for the potential development of a tropical cyclone. We have the high sea surface temperatures around 28 or 29. We have the moisture and also the potential shear. And all these ingredients can add up. The impacts are quite devastating for the region, which is mostly agricultural. That's true. We uh, can expect uh, destructive winds potentially uh, and with that a storm surge, also lightning as well with frequent thunderstorms. But it's generally the heavy rainfall that's associated with these features that uh, are the main impact. We routinely see uh, 500 uh, to 600 millimetres of rain per day with this system. And when they do make landfall across Mozambique, obviously that has a significant impact. Generally, the average rainfall during February close to the coast of uh, Mozambique is around 100 to 150 millimetres. So you can see it's around three times the monthly average can fall in a day in that area. That is unbelievable considering on an average the UK gets 100 millimetres of rain on a wet month. It's a very different level of wet weather and it was just a couple of weeks ago we saw tropical cyclone Eloise which was incredibly strong wasn't it and impacted Mozambique. That's correct, yeah. Tropical cyclone Eloise, which made landfall across uh, Mozambique um, on the 22nd of uh, January. And that was the uh, strongest since cyclone Kenneth back in 2019. It was a category two tropical cyclone with uh, sustained winds of around 90 miles an hour as it uh, hit the coast. Uh, There were many fatalities, uh, unfortunately, and around 400,000 people were displaced. And this is the significant impact that these storms can have. Deputy Chief Forecaster, Tony Wardle. Yesterday was International Day of Women and Girls in Science, a celebration of achievements of female scientists and a campaign that aims to encourage greater access and equality for women in the field of science. To mark the event, and as part of our occasional series looking at different roles within the Met Office, this week we hear from Senior Operational Meteorologist Jess Renz, whose work focuses on civil aviation. I forecast weather for civil aviation. I work alongside all of the other forecasting teams as well. So public weather, for the media, for commercial, such as supermarkets and such. But me specifically, I'm working in civil aviation. It's very minute to minute, knowing what to do, when to go out. And we're putting together forecasts that translate easily for that industry. 
I think a weird thing to get your head around in forecasting is that there's so many variations to consider. So in civil aviation, cloud height is really important, or the visibility, temperature, air temperature, ground temperature, wind at varying heights through the atmosphere, the direction and the strength. So it's trying to incorporate all of that. It's based on model data, but it's not just model data. We're looking at real-time data. We're looking at observations on the ground, observations from aircraft. So it really is like a data analyst role of the job. And you're pulling in so many different resources and you're trying to put together a story, particularly when there's a big weather event that can be really exciting. It can be stressful as well because the main reason we forecast is for health and safety. So if a forecast isn't very good, then health and safety is going to be at risk. But um, it's exciting being able to juggle all those things at once and try and work out which data is best to draw in and draw from. That was Jess Renz. And that extract was taken from Southampton University's 360 Degrees podcast, presented by Emily Harrison. To hear the full podcast exploring the role of women in science, search for 360 Degrees podcast on Spotify or visit at Uni Southampton on Twitter. Regular WeatherSnap listeners will probably be familiar with our sister series, Mostly Weather. But now the Met Office is about to launch a new series that focuses specifically on climate. Mostly Climate will launch next week. And to tell us a bit more about the series, here's our climate correspondent, Graham Madge. This is the perfect time, Claire, to launch a new podcast looking at climate. If you look at the year coming up, we've got a momentous year for climate. We've got the biggest gathering of world leaders and scientists coming together at COP26 in Glasgow, not only to discuss climate, but to actually look at what the planet can do to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. There's probably a greater interest in the climate now. Everybody's clamoring for the best information. Over the last decade, we've seen extremes of weather. We've seen heat waves, rising sea levels. And I think that this is the perfect time to bring to the fore Met Office world-class science to help inform that debate. And Mostly Climate is not just about showcasing our scientists and talking about their work. We have conversation with so many other people and organisations, all who are involved in that climate community. I think that's one of the huge advantages about working collaboratively, is that people get a better understanding. It's not one science organisation trying to rival another. This is a time when we need this collaboration. Without that spirit of cooperation and collaboration, climate science wouldn't be as far forward as it is now. Graham Madge, thank you very much. Thank you. And as I mentioned, the first episode of Mostly Climate will be available to listen to on the SoundCloud podcast site towards the end of next week. The UK will experience some wintry challenges yet again this weekend, but before we go to Alex for the details, it's worth noting Northwest Europe is not the only region of the world experiencing extreme winter weather. This weekend and into next week, there's a major risk of heavy rain, heavy snow and ice for the USA. An expansive dome of sub-freezing air is sitting across the northern half of the country, 
as well as snow, the forecast is for freezing rain, something rarely seen here in the UK. To explain more, here's Helen Roberts. There's a saying, there may be snow lovers galore, but no one ever roots for an ice storm. Beautiful though it may be, freezing rain can create life-threatening conditions as frozen water lends a glass-like sheen to roads and pavements. In the UK, we're not so familiar with these risks, but anyone who's experienced a nor'easter storm in the USA or Canada will be well aware of the dangers. In Britain, the last significant freezing rain event was the so-called Beast from the East in 2018, when Storm Emma tracking north from Iberia brought freezing rain to the southwest UK. Freezing rain is very different to other frozen precipitation we experience in winter. While sleet and snow may flutter in the air before gently settling, if the ground is cold enough, freezing rain will land and form a hard glaze. The formation process also has subtle differences and occurs when there is a layering of contrasting air masses between the cloud base and the ground. The process starts fairly typically with snow falling from clouds, but if this cold air sits above a warmer layer, the falling snow may turn back into liquid. Then as the rain continues to fall to the ground, it travels through another layer of cold air at which point the temperature of the water falls below zero but doesn't crystallise into snow. We call this supercooled water. As a result, these supercooled droplets will instantly freeze on impact with sub-zero roads, power lines and anything else that isn't covered. In the US, winter storm Tabitha has just been named by the Weather Channel and as damaging ice accumulations are predicted, spare a thought for the millions of people who once again this weekend face the beauty and the beast that is freezing rain. Well, to tell us what the weather has in store for the next few days across the UK, here's Alex Deacon. Well, there is a chance of seeing some freezing rain this weekend across the UK. As we said, it is quite rare, but there is the possibility of some, especially on Sunday. Yes, the weather patterns are changing across the UK. Next week looks an awful lot milder after what has been a very cold week this week. But the weekend is the transition. And still, although temperatures will be ticking up, it will feel cold throughout this weekend, mostly thanks to an increasing wind. It can get very gusty in some places. Although that wind has switched direction, no longer coming in from the east and more coming up from the south, as I say, it's still going to feel cold because the air at low levels is still pretty frigid. So a cold weekend, yes, but a dry and a fine day for most on Saturday. A few snow showers across the far northeast, they'll fizzle out. However, as weather fronts start to bring the change in from the Atlantic, they are bringing moisture, hitting the cold air, and we are expecting some heavy snow on Saturday for Northern Ireland, five to 10 centimetres, maybe more in some locations. So quite heavy snow for a time across Northern Ireland. There's a Met Office warning in place. Other than that, a bit of drizzle maybe on the west coast of Wales, Cornwall and the west coast of Scotland later, but most places dry on Saturday. But again, temperatures struggling, especially where the snow lying on the ground to get much above freezing. So a cold feeling day and that wind again will be a feature. 
If anything, on Sunday, the wind is even stronger. A cold day wherever, even though by the end of Sunday in the West, temperatures could be close to double digits. During Sunday, the weather fronts start to move in more, so there's going to be more cloud around, and mostly it'll be rain that we see. Rain and drizzle trickling from west to east through the day. There will be still some hill snow, especially over parts of Scotland. That could be quite heavy. And there is the threat of some freezing rain in places on Sunday as well. At this stage, it doesn't look too widespread, but if you get any freezing rain, it is treacherous. Temperatures, again, struggling up uh, to low single figures across the east. In the west, as I said later, it is going to turn milder and eventually it'll turn milder for all into next week. That does bring the potential, though, for some problems, especially in Scotland, with snow thaw and that may lead to further flooding. It is turning milder, though, next week, but plenty to talk about still with our weather at the moment. Thanks, Alex. And just before we go, Martin Bowles is here with last week's highs and lows. Here are the weather extremes for last week, recorded between Monday the 1st of February and Sunday the 7th of February. The highest temperature was 14.2 Celsius at Cardiff Butte Park on Tuesday the 2nd. That was recorded before the recent cold spell reached England and Wales. That colder weather reached Scotland earlier and the lowest temperature of the week was measured on the same day, Tuesday the 2nd. It was minus 12.1 Celsius recorded at Outnahara in the Scottish Highlands. The sunniest place was RAF Waddington in Lincolnshire, which had 7.8 hours of sunshine on Monday the 1st of February. Several parts of the UK had a wet start to February, and the rainiest place of all was Logan Botanic Gardens, on a peninsula in the far southwest of Scotland which is known as the Rins of Galloway. 51mm was recorded here on Thursday the 4th of February. Thanks Martin. That's it for Weather Snap. I'm Claire Nazir. and producer is Adrian Holloway. Do join us again next time as we take a closer look at the science behind the weather headlines. Weather Snap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.